and welcome to another edition of Political Profundity with John Guzan and Karen Weil. Hello, Karen. Hi there. So we've been talking about the possibility of impeachment for, oh geez, almost three years now, I guess. Um, and, I believe that's correct. And, um, you know, t- today happens to be the day we're recording this podcast. is Thursday, October 31st. happens to be Halloween. It's also the day that uh, the House uh, solidifies... Um, their impeachment process. Um, and so, you know, it's one of those days. Um, we're going to be talking about that primarily, talking a little bit about the investigation, uh, talking maybe about, you know, how long this is going to take, um, what the process might look like, um, and then kind of talk about where the electorate seems to be. Uh, talk about uh, uh, what we've titled polls, schmoles, and member roles. Um, and it's just kind of talking about the, what it's going to come down to is public opinion and, and what the votes end up being. Um, Karen, the House set the rules today. Not much of a surprise there. I guess they finally made something official, kind of set out how it's going to go public and that they're going to be sharing um, some of the investigation information and, uh, you know, everything with 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 Trump's counsel. Um, but, you know, it is uh, a monumental day, don't you think? It really has kind of set it out. The next one, I guess, maybe a shoe to drop will be whether they they actually, you know, do the impeachment or it leaves the Judiciary Committee and then the House takes that up. Those are the two next probably formal steps. And from here on out, we're going to be hearing testimony. Um, you know, just your, your, your thoughts on what led us here, you know, kind of briefly, but about, you know, really how symbolic uh, today is. Right. I mean, one thing it does for sure is that for all the, you know, criticism that Democrats have received, and some of it has certainly been well-deserved on how they've handled this entire process from the moment it was revealed that Russians had indeed interfered in this election to benefit Trump. And, you know, the whole way the Mueller investigation unfolded and the fact that his testimony combined with a a long and sometimes quite complicated report, although, again, if anybody who has read it, they will find there's ample evidence that Donald Trump broke the law and that he obstructed justice on 10 occasions. But at any rate, I think today what it did is it basically removes any assumptions that uh, Democrats weren't going to bring a full-fledged impeachment case against Trump. Um, They're doing it. It's happening. I mean, now there's no guarantees, as we know, that it's going to lead to maybe some overwhelming vote of Trump being impeached, say, 300-something members against the remaining 100 and whatever, because there's no way in hell I think any Republican is going to join them. Um, The vote was 232 to 196. But they're starting this process. It is underway. And Again, we don't know if this is going to lead to Trump being – because sometimes people you know, get confused. They think that the Senate impeaches. I've had discussions with people, well, they'll bring that up. But I said the Senate is not the ones impeaching here. It is going to be the House. The Senate's job will be to convict and then remove him from office. Um, but, you know, I, I find it interesting today. Republicans, it seems to me – the only thing they can lean on right now is some way they think is going to help Trump, and I, I'm not sure it will, is the testimony today, uh, you know, by the gentleman, Mr. Morrison, and I'm sorry, his first name is Tim, who stepped down from the National Security Council and basically says he didn't think Trump did anything illegal. Right. 
when he, you know, was talking to the Ukrainian leader, um, although he did basically back up the testimony of Mr. Taylor, who was very concerned about this, and his first name is William. <laughs> I'm using a lot of courtesy titles here, but it's important <laughs> to get their first name, too. So, you know, I'm not sure the Republicans are touting this as, I mean, if they honestly think this is going to get Trump off the hook, I, I you know, that's, that's Slim Pickens right there. Right. So, you know, this is, uh, it's happening. Uh, does it mean we're going to get rid of Trump in another month or two? Unlikely, because he doesn't care anything about, you know, sparing the nation. As he, you know, he's about saving his own rear end, and that's it. But um, I, I just, I, I find it interesting today that Trump's main action was apparently meeting with some GOP senators and more or less saying, you know, I'm giving you money so you can make sure you don't vote to convict me when the trial, after the trial. Um, I, I, that doesn't really scream confidence to me. <laughs> no. So I, I just, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's certainly been an interesting day. And, you know, Pelosi is smart about this. She said, you know, basically, we're not cheering this. We're not gleeful about this. This is an extraordinarily somber moment for this country, even though Donald Trump is unfit in every way imaginable. He's a, a joke, albeit a malevolent one. Uh, you know, happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> but they're, they're taking this with the, the gravitas that's merited. It, it is, there's no cheering. There are no parties. There's no, uh, you know, nasty memes or whatever, at least not coming from them. So, and that's the way it should be handled. I, I, you know, recently when the Republicans had this big protest over the, the SCIF hearing, there was all this talk on social media and, and from some who, you know, are very strong uh, never Trumpers, you know, that he should be, you know, they should have Matt Gates arrested and things like that. Yeah. You know, Pelosi, by the way, I should mention, was at her brother's funeral. And I know she'd, you know, she said, no, we're not doing anything like that. That simply gives them the kind of theater and another forum that they don't deserve. Yeah. So it's, you know, they're doing this, even though Donald Trump is an unserious person who certainly is is beneath the office in every way you can possibly imagine. They still have to treat this like we have a, a genuine, real human being there in office. And and that is doing everything to the letter of the law, making sure that Trump's team has every chance possible to, to bring up witnesses and to defend him, um, you know, before all the facts are laid out and then the final impeachment vote is held. And, you know, I'm not seeing anything right now, John, maybe you are about when anybody thinks that's going to happen. I, you know, just sort of the general answer is before the year ends. And it could be we end up in the same scenario where. Yeah, you know. And that was late, mid to late December 1998. Yeah. And, you know, I want to get more into depth on what it seems like you know the you know the schedule might be i think we have a uh um at least you know some of the folks at usa today i think they came up with something um even though nothing's confirmed yet but we you know i just kind of wanted to traipse back over the testimony a little bit more and and uh, you know like you said what is there um you know what the what um the gop is kind of using as their only defense is that um he's being railroaded um but then when you want to actually talk testimony 
um, you know, there are some things there that say that that it, it, this was a, hey, investigate my political rivals in this fringe conspiracy theory I have on that it's not really Russia, but it was re- Ukraine that hacked the Democrats in 2016. Um, and you do that and then we'll release military funds and we'll give their, your president a, a meeting in the White House. Um, that that was there. Um, you know, whether whether Morrison, you know, what you kind of brought up in the beginning, if you're talking about it, is, you know, you know, the GOP is really kind of jumping on Morrison's testimony, saying that he says, well, he didn't think anything illegal had happened. Um, you know, it's it's just the only witness they probably could find um, who would be willing to say that, especially when he knows that it's not his business to find out who, whether anything's legal, illegal or not. Um, you know, he's he's saying that coming from um, he worked in the House on um, uh, on staffs in 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 the House um, until 2018 and joined the NSC um, and only took over into that position that he had like the week after when Fiona Hill had resigned. Um, he was he was doing something completely different. Um, re, you know, related to his background in, in, in arms um, is really where he had sat on some defense uh, panel staffs. Um, so, you know, I mean, you know, we, we, we want to talk about partisanship. It seems like Morrison can be the biggest, you know, partisan that we have. He's one that went to the NSC from a partisan role different, I think, than Vindman and, and Taylor. Um, and, you know, it's it's once, you know, these people really start to become household names, as they probably will be through this public testimony, and that's really what, what is what is next, um, is is probably everybody that gave these closed-door depositions are going to actually now be doing this in front of the nation, um, is how this is going to go. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know what's what, what really lays in store there, besides just incredible political theater, and maybe, you know, is... You know, Nancy Pelosi quoted from the Constitution and, and, and uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy quoted uh, Alexander Hamilton. But we're really kind of getting into those constitutional moments, those 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 bits that our grandkids are going to say, you know, Grandpa, Grandma, were you were you alive back when Trump was impeached? Um, you know, we're going to be hearing hearing this um, and the is and, and these people are going to be, you know, front and center. Um, there are obviously contradictions. There's obviously them 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 verifying a quid pro quo. Um, you know, at least some of them, uh, you know, Morrison says he didn't, he didn't think it was illegal. Um, you know, Taylor says that it was there. Sondland is going back and forth. Um, you know, and, and there was an interesting bit that, um, uh, was in the daily costs where they took, um, they took the time to really, um, dive into what everyone said when you're talking about Vinman, um, uh, Volker, Sondland, um, uh, and, you know, there's a few things where there's some obvious conflicts that are going to have to be resolved. I mean, they're talking about Sondland kind of being in hot water because he seemed to really be leading the charge for the administration. So, you know, as this thing gets out, I mean, the investigation seems to be done, as we all know, the, you know, the call that happened over the last week was that it was being held behind closed doors. We know that that's the way usually these things are done when there's not a special counsel. Um, you know, it's like a grand jury. At least we hope it is. Anything that's going to be public is going to be public. And, 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 you know, the president's people will have a chance to, to, to respond or deal with this. And the, and the GOP in the House are going to be able to, you know, do their business, Gates and Jordan and the like. Um, but, you know, what they're going to actually be able to argue on 
I think is debatable because it's it as you mentioned the only thing is maybe saying well it's not illegal um, so he shouldn't be impeached for it and that's where they're going to be at and as it's been repeated that's ended up being you know Clinton's defense in 98 was yeah I did this wrong thing and he did um, but it's not it doesn't impact me as president and I think the difference is is that this is a something that Trump did as president. Um, tainting our political discourse, because even Morrison's testimony um, does say that it, it, it puts the whole foreign policy in jeopardy because he's using it as a political purpose. So highly impeachable, it's just going to only be now on that whether the GOP can convince themselves and everyone else that it doesn't rise to the level of something that can be impeached for. Um, and that's the only thing left to argue. And whether they can sell it to everyone, sell it to themselves, sell it to history is going to be another matter. Um, you know, so I, you know, I don't know how, you know, how you're seeing it, but it seems like that, you know, the investigation worked the way it was supposed to. We're here now. The public um, testimony is going to happen um, and, and, and we're going to have to see what happens at that point. But it does seem like there is that opening there that this could end up in his removal as likely or, you know, maybe the odds are, are, are slightly against his removal, but it, at least there's some odds and some money being taken on it, you know, for lack of a better term. Well, you know, another thought I have here, one thing the Republicans have been complaining about, this is being done in secret. You know, you should have open hearings. Okay, well, that's what they voted on today. As we, I said earlier, sure. they're going to have every chance to question witnesses. Trump's people can, you know, have their say. And then, again, the vote happens. And another thing, too, some of these rules for how this whole process is handled the GOP passed a new right. set dealing with exactly. that in 2015. Yeah, it was Pompeo, uh, you know, in the, led by Pompeo. Correct, yes, by now the Secretary uh, of State, right. um, who was a you know big figure in the Benghazi hearings, which, by the way, included numerous behind-closed-doors testimony. And unless I'm wrong, most of the Democrats went along with that just fine. And they said, okay, these are the rules, and we're going to obey them and let the chips fall where they may. And nothing rose to the level of impeachment, so it never went there. But this is looking different, right? Right, absolutely. This is a million times different. Um, the arguments, frankly, that Republicans are using, you know, they echo some of the same ones that were used to stop the, or, you know, to attempt to stop the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Oh, you just don't like how the last election turned out. Oh, this is a coup against a sitting president. You know, oh, the economy is doing too well. You know, none of those things were valid then and they're not now. Okay, if Trump has broken the law, he needs to be held accountable. Are we simply no longer have a democracy. It's just that simple. Now, if he gets acquitted in the Senate, okay, he can go around crowing that he was acquitted. But frankly, I, and I keep saying this, Donald Trump is scared to death of impeachment. He knows this is going to damage him badly going into 2020. His base isn't going to care. But I think for independents and certainly for nearly pretty much every Democratic voter, the answer is going to be, you know, we don't want this thing anymore. We want this guy out. So if they can't do it before the election in 2020, they'll do it on Election Day. Um, and again, I, I just would say to anybody who is mad about this, you know, Donald Trump pretty much got a get out of jail free card 
after the Mueller, te- Mueller testimony ended. Instead of being able to, you know, accept that with some grace or decency or respect for the process, what does he do? He makes the phone call to the Ukrainian leader with an outrageous demand. I'm sorry, I don't think any Democrat had anything to do with that or, uh, you know, Rachel Maddow or the fake news media or anyone else. That was on him. This is his actions and his bad decision making that has, you know, brought it to this point. Just like when Bill Clinton decided, number one, to not be able to control his personal behavior back in 1995-96 with a young intern, and then decided to lie about it to Ken Starr. And he paid the price for that. And, and again, I, any people can just throw away these narratives that, that somehow this is going to benefit Trump. It's not. Donald Trump is not popular. And look, we saw that at a baseball game the other day, didn't we? Um, yeah, not to yeah. talk about this too long. He went to the Nationals game the day he announced Al Baghdadi was killed. This was just on Sunday. I mean, it already seems like a lifetime ago. And I suspect Trump thought he was going to get the same kind of bounce that President Obama did when he announced the death of bin Laden in May 2011. And, you know, I just found that interesting because Trump had this whole entourage with him. It couldn't just be him, his wife, and his son, who his son wasn't even there, by the way. It has to be every main enabler of his in Congress. I just, and you know, he just thought he was going to get this grand welcome. Um, well, he didn't. And anybody who claims, well, that's because national fans are liberal. You know what, John? You probably know this better than I do. A lot of baseball fans, they're not liberal politically at all. Right. So the welcome he got to me was stunning for a lot of reasons, but it just showed, you know, a lot of Americans who, by the way, in polls support an impeachment process. You know, they know what's up with this. Uh, so, again, I, I I guess it's just good to see that this process is working as it should, even if by some chance Trump isn't formally impeached in the House. And, you know, it's I, – again, I just – it's sad to me that we're even having to deal with any of this. But this is Donald Trump's fault. Yeah, and it's – you know it, – it, it, I, you know, the Nationals game was kind of embarrassing on many levels, I think. It was embarrassing that we're at the point that we were. Um, I don't know if I could yeah. actually bring myself to 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 boo for a president um, at a baseball game. I try to not boo for anybody. Um, but, um, you know, it was I think it's indicative of the times we live in. Um, and, you know, the fact that, um, you know, I don't know, it's just as you said, it's just a Washington town. I think, you know, um, you know, it was kind of a Washington moment. Um uh, but, you know, interesting. Um, and I think, you know, as you said, he, he you know, President Trump has, has done something he's, he's going to have to answer for. And I think, um, you know, it, 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 at least in this case, he's going to have to. Um, as, you, as we all know, we don't know what else is going on. There's a lot of different investigations going on. Um, but, you know, what is shown in the Ukraine matter is, is uh, you know, should be troubling for everybody. Um, and it's just whether people decide that they want to get rid of them, and 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 that and that's what's going to come next. But as far as the specifics of the situation, I think um, that they know that they're going to hold public hearings. Um, they're going to do a report. Um, it's going to go to the judiciary committee. Yes, the judiciary committee has to go to the full house, um, and then it's you know it's a two to three week process in the Senate. Now, when I look at a calendar. 
I see um, that uh, the, the Thursday before Thanksgiving is exactly three weeks away. Um, so um, it, it seems to me that around that time, we're going to be having, you know, it's obviously not going to take very much longer. Once the, if it passes out of the, out of the judiciary committee, um, it goes to the full house relatively quickly. So, you know, at some point, um, you know, you would think that that's where they're shooting for, um, probably right before Thanksgiving, um, or at least maybe at leaving the judiciary committee, um, at that point. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's tough. Everybody's going to be home. Um, all the Congress people, all the senators are going to be home. It's probably going to be the number one thing to be talked about. This, you know, the interest in the public hearings and everything will happen over these next three weeks. The report will be written. Um, so I'm, you know, I would say, you know, 25th, 26th or, or right after the second or third of December, um, you know, we're going to, you know, be getting started. And it looks like maybe by Christmas, but man, a depressing Christmas if you can't get it done um, before that. Um, you know, but that's the way, you know, the calendar shakes out to me. And, and um, as I mentioned, you know, the USA Today story kind of has some of that information. They asked Nadler specifically and said, hey, you have to talk to Schiff. I don't know. Whenever intelligence gets me um, the information we can use in judiciary, we're going to use it. Um, and, you know, I guess they'll figure out exactly where the open hearings go and who testifies openly um, in front of intelligence, who testifies openly in front of judiciary and how that all works out is is still to be determined but you know it's going to be a busy next three weeks do you see that schedule kind of working the same way just kind of you know pontificating well i i mean i i think if again everybody can cooperate here um and, and frankly if republicans were smart they would stop and i realize not every republican in the house is doing this it's a certain group especially the you know, the Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, Mark Meadows type of caucus. And, you know, some of the reps from your state, no offense. Well. None taken, none um, taken. If, you know, if they're smart at all about this, they will let the process play out, respect what the majority wants, certainly defend Trump to the hilt, which they're going to do anyway. And, you know, it might work better in their favor. Uh, although I don't think that's, it's going to change. I mean, there were two Democrats, one from New Jersey, the other from Minnesota who voted no today, and they're from fairly red districts. So that's probably the reason they're doing that. But uh, one of them, I think Ben Drew is his name of said that, you know, well, the Senate's never going to convict him anyway. So there's no point, which is kind of like somebody saying to somebody, well, we're not going to indict somebody for serial killing because, you know, they'll just be acquitted by the jury, but okay. Um, that's a, that's a very lame argument, no matter who is saying it. Um, I, you know, I, I, you could be right. This could be wrapped up, say, the last week of November, where they vote and boom, Trump is impeached, or by some, uh, you know, incredible development, he ends up not being impeached. I, 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 I just think again, Nancy Pelosi, you know, and she's been criticized a lot for her strategy. Of, of sort of slowly rolling this out, which I, I'm not sure she was doing so much for the political advantages as she was, again, the process. So they can say, if, if Trump gets impeached, they can say, hey, we did everything by the book. He was impeached fair and square, and now it's up to his lawyers to defend him in the Senate. Um, 
or we could see this, you know, go through Christmas or maybe even say early January 2020 if, if, you know, there's even more information and more testimony that's that's damning. We, we could see him, you know, the vote take place, say, January 3rd. I, given, again, we've gone through so much of a roller coaster ride to begin with from this, where in early 2017, as sort of the suspicions grew about Trump and the Russians, he fires Comey, then Mueller comes in. That takes two years. You know, the report is sort of leaked in, in March and then slowly but surely it's made more available, albeit parts of it redacted. Mueller testifies and then it doesn't, you know, then we think, OK, well, it looks like Trump might just get away with all of this. Um, but because, of, again, of his own avarice, he, he's not, at least for now. So I... I just think, to me, I, I don't want to say it's an unpredictable timeline, but, you know, th- there are always elements that could make make that the case. It, again, we're dealing with something so extraordinary here that I, I, I prefer, frankly, you know, that Congress take its time. If, if they've really got a strong case, that will lead to Trump being impeached, uh, you know, or if I suppose, you know, on the flip side, if, if Republicans could come up with enough real evidence that, you know, Donald Trump didn't do anything wrong, I, you know, and, and that saves him. Um, I, I, I don't know if you really want to try to put a, a time limit on this, because as I've been saying from the beginning, you know, at the end of the day, the Democrats have one chance to get this right, and they cannot screw it up. Um, it, you know, and in you know, nor should they, because again, we're dealing with such a solemn, serious manner here, such a situation where, you know, the the chief executive of the United States is, you know, possibly going to be removed from office. Uh, you know, there are very high stakes connected to this. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, you, I, I would just tune out people who say Americans want to get this over quickly and people are sick of hearing about it. I don't think that's true either. I think that's the reason support for impeachment is growing, because now enough American voters are, you know, they have a clearer understanding of what's occurred here. So uh, it's, I just, we're in such, you know, with Trump from the beginning, we've been in such uncharted territory. Um, For somebody to serve in that office that never had a day of political experience, and if, if Trump were a decent human being, that might be one thing, but he is not. He is a terrible person, and that is all there is to it. And he's made all of this worse for himself. So, you know, when you deal with somebody that unpredictable and that disrespectful of, of American laws and values, combined with, sadly, a political party where too many members are willing to completely reject, you know, their you know, their main oath of office to protect him. Um, And if you have, you know, an opposition party that that sometimes just is very clumsy with the optics here, although for right now, I've got to say, Pelosi is getting this right. Um, You know, we'll see if she can keep that up. But I've often said she doesn't bring anything to the floor unless she has the votes. Right. And it may be they they just want a little more time to make sure they've got 232, 235, or even more 
which again, I, I'd be shocked if any Republican comes forward, you know, to say this is enough to, to have a full impeachment vote and to formally impeach him. Um, that's my long-winded explanation <laughs> on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I agree with you. You know, again, I, you know, I was just kind of thrown out there. It seems to me if, you know, if it can be close, they'll they'll, you know, probably try to at least move it out of or get it to the, um, you know, where the judiciary committee is is judging it at that point in time. You know, I don't know, but I I, I would think that at some point. Either it'll be, um, you know, the Senate trial won't happen until January or um, uh, it'll start in December. I, you know, I just don't, you know, in early December, I just don't see them continuing that through um, through the Christmas holiday. I just don't think it helps anybody um, really being able to to keep momentum going, really have things seem like they're they're being discussed um, you know, but you can do that over that uh, long Thanksgiving weekend, I think. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just think there's a, a, you know, a turning point there because of the schedule, because of it goes into the holiday season, it makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, but, you know, you never know. Um, but you're right, I think, about what, what you know, what's out there. They're going to have to make that choice. And the interesting thing is going to be Really, I think when and you again, we can get to it with Morrison's testimony, but it's it's going to be well, it's not illegal, so it doesn't rise to the level of impeachment, and that's going to be where Republicans are. Do you do you get that same feeling? Look, they're they're never going to support holding Trump accountable, right? But they, is that going to be their excuse? From, I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. I said, is that going to be their excuse? Is that going to be, you know, what they're kind of hanging oh, I, their, their argument on and why you shouldn't course. be removed? It's, look, it's gone. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Look, it's gone with them in general from, oh, he didn't do anything wrong. There's no evidence. Well, there's evidence, but it doesn't mean that he was involved. Sure. Well, right. it turns out maybe he was involved, but, oh, uh, everybody does it. And actually, no, every president doesn't do it. Uh, oh, well, so what? And that's... You know, that's the attitude of a, a mafia boss. That's not the attitude of people who care about the rule of law or a Republican form of government, by the way, or democracy or morals. OK, so that's I mean, it's that's basically where they are. In fact, we saw the press conference with McMulvaney. What was it? Two weeks ago where, you know, everybody again say the same childish argument. Every president does this. Get over it, which is a blatant lie. So I I, I frank again, if, if the honest to God, if the Republicans had, in my opinion, a solid, true defense of this guy, I would say they did. But, John, they, they don't. And, and, and that's why they've been complaining about the process. They've been saying it's a coup and all these other hyperbolic statements, because, frankly, they have very little to really defend Trump on right now. I mean, unless somebody comes out of the woodwork with a. Uh, you know, a tape or a videotape or something that totally absolves Trump. Um, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. And I mean, we haven't even started the, you know, the public hearings on this where people are testifying, you know, testifying. Well, they already are. Some of them already are testifying in committee. But once you have even more hearings and then you have the debate in the House itself, you know, we're not even at that point yet. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, before we wrap up the podcast, um, how about let's look at, you know, we know that we, we you know, we haven't had, we don't have all these things here yet. We don't know really what's going to go on or, um, and there's one, you know, you know, the, there's two scenarios here um, at this point. And I think we both agree. 
because we think that eventually the House is going to vote to impeach and it's going to go to the Senate. So there's really then two outcomes. If you, you know, if you're taking that as, um, you know, a, a, a foregone, you know, conclusion, sorry, um, then you have to say, okay, the Senate's either going to convict or it's going to acquit. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the convicted side really ends up being, well, okay, he's gone. And then we can talk about, you know, what might happen with, uh, a potential Pence candidacy, but, you know, the, even the more likely is he gets acquitted. Um, and there's all been, you know, the talk that happens time and time again about, you know, the bump that Republicans got in 98, look what happened. We won, um, you know, even more seats. Um, a lot of people don't talk about what ended up happening to Andrew Johnson, um, who didn't even get his party's nomination um, the, uh, the the next year, and probably even if he did, he wouldn't have been um, uh, reelected or been elected um, for the first time. But the fact was is that he he really lost support. It it, it really did erode his support if you want to look at it that way. And and uh, whereas you know you want to take that example over the Clinton example, which again Clinton didn't run again, so it was a little bit different. But Johnson did declare his candidacy, just didn't even get. Um, I think on the first ballot he was second, um, and then on the twenty second ballot he finally uh, former New York Governor Horatio Seymour was nominated, and the president <laughs> only received four votes, um, and they were all from Tennessee. Um, because he had found, um, you know, for, you know, some of the former uh, slaveholding states liked that he was being nice with Reconstruction. Um, it weakens Trump politically. We've kind of made this argument already. Um, you know, if he had a legitimate Republican contender, um, which might just not, you know, might be too late for him, um, he might not even get his party's nomination at that point. Um, it's possible. Um, but, you know, it, it, it does make it, especially because of what this topic is, I think, as he would go through the, the, the political uh, process, um, you can even bring this up even if he gets acquitted because you say, well, who are you talking to now? Um, what other kind of quid pro quos? You know, if something comes out and says, I don't know, that, you know, if, say, uh, judge becomes the uh, nominee and something comes out that he invested in a sugarcane fa- you know, factory somewhere. I mean, I don't know. I'm throwing out a hypothetical. Somebody says, well, did you tell, you know, Columbia they had to investigate him? Um, you know, now this becomes a political, uh, you know, part of running his political campaign that it just doesn't go away. Um, it doesn't become an issue that goes away. I think it can be brought up again and again. Um, you know, you, the, the, a lot of the other arguments, which we already know already exist, um, but it does seem like, you know, it makes him incredibly vulnerable, no matter what anybody might say, um, and, and nearly defeatable, um, you know, without, without some major slip ups or, um, and, and I think it also shows the, you know, the light on, on, on foreign interference. It's not going to go away. Um, this might only be heightened. Um, how, how do you see President Trump running or or anything else that might be changing as far as what the political landscape will look like for him um, if he ends up being um, you know, brought to the Senate and then acquitted? Well, he can go ahead and tout all he wants that he was acquitted, um, but it's too late. The damage is still done. Mm-hmm. He was still impeached. Yeah. And the whole stain of that is going to stick on with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's damaged goods. He's already un- highly unpopular. Um, he's not probably going to be able to run on 
a good economy at the rate things are going. Unfortunately, yeah, right. And, uh, well, yeah, unfortunately. Sure. A lot of people are going to get hurt again in a major recession. Yeah, one that was probably uh, avoidable, too, that right? He, and it was probably and, and 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 a recession that was likely avoidable, if not for his political right. actions. That is correct. Um, so you know, we're just it, it's going to be the usual frenzy, I think, of optics. That anytime something like this happens, um, I you know, there's just there's going to be a, he's going to have a lot weighing him down, yeah. one way or the other. Um, so and you know, it's funny. Yes, Bill Clinton got acquitted in the Senate, but I, I th- again, I think if anything, that probably fired up Republican voters who were angry or who felt like he had gotten away with it. And this is why, again, I did, you know, never bought into this argument that Republicans got hurt from this. No, they didn't. They held the, they held Congress for another six or so years uh, until 2007, and they won the White House twice. I trust, rest assured, John, I don't recall anybody caring about Bill Clinton being impeached in 2004. That absolutely had no relevance whatsoever. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so, I, you know, I, again, I, I just think this is going to be damaging for Trump. And I, I think for the that group of independents who pulled the lever for him, even though they don't like him, they're unlikely to do that again because they're probably going to say, I just don't want any more drama. I'm tired of this. I want a sane human being in there again. Even if I may not agree with him or her, I I just people, I think there's Trump fatigue already. And there's been Trump fatigue really, frankly, since he got, you know, inaugurated Uh, because he, he has never handled anything with any, with any grace, with any respect, for civility, I, this is why I, I know what you're saying about booing him at a game, and I know you're not making this argument. I found it hilarious to listen to George Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski on that MSNBC show, you know, whining about that. I thought, you're talking about somebody who's acted in as uncivil a manner as you could possibly imagine. Uh, you know, please, spare me. Um, and I think if, if nothing else, what a lot of Americans want you know, they just they just want somebody in there who's decent. Um, and so I, I just I think if Trump gets impeached, you know, that that is really bad for him. And, and I suspect that won't put the whole matter to rest then even either. We're going to probably learn even worse things as time goes on about not only the Ukraine deal, but but also Russian interference. Um, so I, you know, I don't, honestly, I think a lot of people are not looking forward to this election, even if we do get rid of Trump, it's just still going to be a very nasty, unpleasant affair. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, and it, I, you know, sadly, right. You know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, you, you know, no. whatever else is in that server, um, you know, that, that secure server that every time somebody complained about something or said, Hey, I think he did something, they put it in there, whether it was secret or not. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, he, and even if he wins, um, in 2020, um, if the Democrats still have the House, there, be, there might be more of these. I think he, they, I think they do get another swing if he wins another re-election, um, but it'll be harder, um, definitely. Um, uh, anyway, thanks, Karen. Um, great uh, impeachment Thank talk. You, um, you know, um, as we mentioned, kind of, you know, one of those days. Just feel privileged to talk to you about 
you know something that's really happening i mean i you know you know for the history books and i think uh the podcast we do on the day that you know the house votes to uh bring uh impeachment proceedings or removal proceedings to the senate um will be you know one of those days where it's we kind of surreal to be alive i think you know it's um I don't know it's just one of those things at least it, it, it grabs me that way um and as you mentioned it's a very serious and somber moment you know it could to kind of deal with and um you know when you have to look and and all these senators i think are going to feel that weight as much as we do and and i don't think we really know what's going to happen for sure yet especially when all the evidence is out there and public opinions being able to really be shaped but i i just really do a, a, appreciate you know speaking to you about these things and 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 kind of talking through um, with you. So thanks again, Karen. Well, thank you and for all your uh, input and wisdom on this. And uh, yes, I'm sure there'll be plenty more to discuss on this saga. And I appreciate all the listeners out there. And I wish everybody a very happy and safe Halloween. That's right. Um, and we'll uh, spook at you next time. I like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Bye.